0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 2853. We started a conversation with Amy Ratcliffe yesterday, and today we're going to conclude it, talking about the hosting of Star Wars Celebration Europe. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're starting a series, or continuing a series, I should say, of looks at Star Wars Celebrations and what goes into the hosting of a Star Wars celebration stage. Yesterday we had our first half conversation with Amy Ratcliffe about hosting the stage at Celebration Europe. Today, the second half of that conversation. So yeah, let's jump right into it. So you get the call for celebration and they say we want you to host a stage and you say after going through the you know <laughs> the thought process yes absolutely yes so what do they what do they ask of you what does being a celebration stage host entail
1: It basically means you know Mary Franklin who used to be with Lucasfilm and is now with Reed expo the people that kind of put on celebration the company that does right you know keeps telling me she's like this is your stage you own it you kind of you kind of do what you want which is kind of just means that it's free reign that i i get to kind of run it the way i want to run it if i i don't get a say in the panels necessarily Ah, okay those are submitted if i have a panel idea and can wrangle the people for it in their space but for this Celebration. I decided I'm like, no, I kind of just kind of want to see like if I get the opportunity to host again, like I'll go there. But this is a learning experience of sorts. Right. So once I have my schedule, which I I mostly have now and it's up on Celebration's website, actually, it's a lot of I made. So I made myself a very detailed checklist uh, because it's a lot of like, here are the panels, like you're introduced to everybody who's running point for those panels. So I kind of have a checklist going of, well, like, who have I talked to? Have we figured out format? Because some panels also have their own hosts that they're bringing. So all I need to do is introduce that host. So it's like, do I have bios for that person? Do they want time for an audience Q&A? Do they have tech? Do they have a tech? Like, it's not my responsibility to make sure necessarily that tech works. Mm-hmm. But it's my responsibility to know that I feel like it is to know, make sure the panelists know that they have to tell my stage producer and managers about their tech and set up a time for rehearsal to make sure it all works.
0: Oh, so you are really running this stage. Like you said, you're the point person for all these, you know, for all the panels that are running and they're passing their needs through to you. You're having to communicate it to stage producers or you're having to direct them to the stage producers to share their, you know, tech wants and needs and that sort of thing.
1: Well, kind of. I'm very involved. Uh, Mary Franklin and another gentleman at Reed are actually very like they're cc'd on every email, and mm-hmm. they're they're handling like a lot of the coordination. But I'm I'm an overachiever, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm also like trying to be very proactive and probably communicating with people more than they really want me to. But I, I'm very concerned about everything going this. <laughs> As well as it can.
0: Well, right. I mean, it being oh. your first time and, you know, if you know, if also you're not necessarily 138% confident on video or on stage, like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to put the extra preparation in, of course.
1: Exactly. So, uh, and then I'm spending actually this coming weekend, I'm going to make sure I, like, write, like, I do my research, I have interview questions ready and kind of finalize those details. Because, as much as I can
0: because you are you are moderating some of the panels that are happening there, but otherwise you are not you're just basically hosting and introducing is that how it works
1: exactly i'm I'm involved I think and probably the breakdowns like eighty percent of the panels, but the other twenty percent are people are hosting or the person doing it is just uh like doing a presentation mm-hmm. so they don't really need me for that like I'll maybe do audience q and a like help them out with that but and then there's the tattoo competition. That's the big last thing like on my stage, too, where I, I don't know if MCing's the right word, but I will be <laughs> host, hosting that, which I'm very excited about.
0: That is cool. So wait, which stage is your stage out of all of them?
1: Behind the scenes. The
0: behind the scenes stage. Okay, yeah. got it. So what sorts of things are happening um, The tattoo thing happens, I think, late Sunday. Is that right?
1: That's correct. It's, it's a, a Sunday afternoon, basically. It's the next to last thing before the last panel of the day, which has not been announced yet.
0: So um, you're saying it hasn't been announced. Um, do you know what it is? Yes, I do. Um, I, all right. I I have a theory about what it's going to be, but I will not ask you to confirm or deny. I'm just going to say it um, because there's nothing about episode eight anywhere. And it occurred to me that when they did Celebration Anaheim, they were pretty clear on like their main focus. But I guess it would be Foci in this one for multiple focuses. <laughs> um, you know, Force Awakens was Thursday, Rebels was Friday. Um, I can't remember what Saturday was, but then Sunday is when they did Rogue One. And we know we're getting um, we're getting Rogue One on Friday, and we're getting Rebels on Saturday. I I can't imagine they're not going to say anything about Episode Eight on Sunday. So I've just decided that that's and I've already said this on the podcast before that that's where my bet is. But please do not. You know try to confirm or deny or please don't say i can deny it or whatever because i don't want to put you into a position of (laughs) of you know saying something that you don't mean to say or anything like that so um but i'm glad to know that there is actually something and they're just deciding to not announce it just yet so that's very cool and there are there there are a couple of spots actually i think that they're saying details coming soon
1: yeah i did notice my i think most of my stages still announced with the exception like we had a couple slots we were still filling in mm-hmm. but I did notice that because I don't know the schedules I don't really have any other insight until in the other stages unless they're like crossing like because I'm streaming on Friday the Rogue One panel like they did at Celebration Anaheim where they stream the big panels into other panel rooms right like that's happening with the Rogue One panel which is nice because then I get to see the Rogue One panel so I was selfishly in favor of that <laughs> like pl- please stream that in my room so I can watch it
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, um, do you have to I, I, give it like a brief hosting and say, all right, we're, you know, we're connecting over to the main stage now so you can watch the Rogue One panel. Here we go. Just at least that much.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Mm-hmm. Got so
1: it. I'll either, depending on how tiny it is, I'll probably just sit in my stage and watch it. I don't think I'll try to go over to the main stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how easy, I don't know how far apart things are going to be yet either.
0: So what other kinds of things are happening on your stage then on the behind the scenes stage?
1: So my stage is kind of all about the making of. Mm-hmm. So I have, or like companies that are associated with making. You know, like I have Fantasy Flight Games panel. I have oh, a yes. couple of DK books panels. Oh, good. Which <laughs> is super exciting. I have Star Wars, like the Lucasfilm Disney Publishing panel. I have Star Wars Insider magazine, which is convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, I'm super. I think probably the one I'm most excited about right now on my stage is uh, that Doug Chang uh, concept artist for the prequels and The Force Awakens and just super talented guy uh, yeah. is having, yeah, he's giving a presentation on my stage. So I'm, like, I don't know, it's just that surreal part of your day where you're like, I just wrote an email to Doug Chang and he just wrote back and my <laughs> life is super weird and great. <laughs>
0: That's how I felt when when I first um, started emailing and I had an exchange with Matt Martin at Lucasfilm and I you know <laughs> I'd been given his email by another podcaster about getting the 7 by 7 podcast listed on the on the podcast um, oh, section yeah. at um, starwars.com and I had that same moment oh my gosh you know
1: <laughs> it's happening yeah like what what is life yeah what is I have that one, I have that a lot
0: oh that's a that's a wonderful feeling to have goodness Um, I am looking forward to more experiences like that myself, for sure. But yeah, that's it sounds like um, you have actually rather lucked out then, because I I think just based on what I'm hearing from you, some of the panels that if you had been with a media pass um, sitting in on are many of the panels that are actually on your own stage.
1: Yeah, it kind of works out. I'm. And as a fan, when I go to Celebration, the stuff on the the behind-the-scenes stage and the galaxy stage, are, or what's usually the digital stage, are usually my favorite panels anyway. So I'm I'm a little bummed, I think. If I'm bummed to be missing anything, it's the Rebels panel because they're showing the first two episodes from season three. They're
0: not going to stream that into yours? No. So Um. I'm going to
1: try to... I don't know. I'm definitely... I mean, I I'll have friends attending so they can tell me all about it. Mm -hmm. But I also might... I don't know, try to see I'm like, is there just a way I could, could you just, like, put them on a disc that will destroy, like, I'll have to watch it backstage in the green room. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's, that's, I think of all of them, that's the one I'm like, ah, like, I wish I could see that. But other than that, I'm really excited about my stage and everybody that I'm talking to.
0: Yeah, that's, it sounds like you're going to have an absolutely fantastic time. I'm very excited for you. And so are you going to then also try to do writing and reporting for any of the outlets that you do, like IGN or Nerdist or anything
1: like that? No way.
0: It doesn't seem like you would have the bandwidth to do it, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: No, and like, I feel like a few years ago, Amy would have tried to somehow do that. <laughs> but present-day Amy understands self-care. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even with Full of Sith, you know, Mike asks, he's like, you know, could you, because I told him, I'm like, you know, probably after this upcoming weekend, July 4th weekend, I'm probably going to be out until August. Because mm-hmm. even with my personal life after like about August, July 5th, like I'm not doing, I'm not making any social commitments until I leave because I just want to make sure I don't stress myself out too much.
0: Right. All the research so, and the prep work and, and all of that yeah, fun stuff.
1: That's all I want to focus on in my normal in my normal work. Mm-hmm. So when my... my My guess, if I would be able to record some like updates from the show, just kind of like a little, like a little, not a diary, but kind of like, oh, this would happen on my stage. And I was just like, no, (laughs) I want to, but I cannot commit. (laughs) Like I'm not committing to one more thing that is not my stage. If I feel like it when I'm there, yeah, maybe I'll do it, but I don't want to promise and then be like, uh, I don't want to record anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, there's still going to be a ton to talk to you about after the fact anyway, about your experience doing it.
1: Exactly. And honestly, during the convention, I don't I don't normally talk all day. Uh, in fact, I don't often talk a lot because I work from home. Right. So I'm a little concerned about, depending how much I talk, about keeping my voice functional. Because I know David Collins, the host of the... He's been the host of the, the digital stage for the past few celebrations. And he usually doesn't have a voice by the end of it. Mm. And he's actually like a trained voice actor who knows probably how to, you know, treat his voice. Well, I don't. So I'm a little concerned about that.
0: Yeah. I think I remember from last year after you were at Comic-Con, I think you had lost your voice for a little while. Um, I think that was cause I, that yes. was, I think when I had asked you for, um, if you wanted to record a bumper for the show and you had lost your voice <laughs> at the time, we had to wait a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think it happened a little bit after celebration too. And with those things, it's just because I go, you know, like they're just so loud mm-hmm. that even if you're not going to parties, even if you're just trying to talk to people on the convention floor, like you have to raise your voice, right? And it just strains it. But also, yeah, I don't normally, I don't normally talk a lot because I'm home alone most days, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: Right. And suddenly like when you realize you have to go out to talk, do you ever have moments where you're actually not sure if your voice is gonna come out and if it does, whether it's gonna come out at the at the octave you expect or if it's gonna crack or anything like that?
1: Not that, but I do often forget like how to converse with human beings. Like I'll say things (laughs) and I'm like, that's not like where did you get that from? Like this is not conversation. (laughs) It's not not, that wasn't a sentence.
0: Oh, you have to see if you can give me an example of that. (laughs)
1: I'm trying to think of one.
0: <laughs>
1: I know I do, I'm definitely guilty of, like I just, I start like a thought in my head, mm-hmm. and just if I'm with somebody, like I finish that thought and talk to them, like we've been having a conversation about it, and they're okay. like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. well, it was, it happened in my head, I don't, I guess I didn't vocalize it.
0: Right. <laughs> Um, so, so you're going to get across the pond. You're going to arrive um, in London for celebration. I think you said, um, you're arriving on, on the 12th or the 13th or so.
1: I'll arrive on, I'll leave here on the 12th. I'll get there on the 13th.
0: Oh, okay. Got it. And so they have you rehearsing then too, then. Is that right?
1: Yeah. There'll be some rehearsals on Thursday and that's mostly just to have people who have panels come in to make sure their tech, like that their PowerPoint presentations work. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to see the setup, maybe, so it's kind of an open time. I don't know exactly what, if I'll have to be there all day yet. I don't know. Because I know there are also opportunities for rehearsals in the mornings before the, ex- the show starts. Mm, okay. So, I'm not sure what that will involve yet. Got it. Um, it sounds like it
0: might, yeah, it's, it's almost more for the, for the panelists and for the sessions coming in than it is for you per se, although I'm sure you wouldn't mind having the time to, to be there.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure, like, I'll test, like, what, like, see what the mic situation is like, and make sure I'm comfortable, and I'll meet my my stage managers and producer in person. But, yeah, it's mostly for the panelists to make sure that whatever they're bringing, as far as a laptop or not, whatever it is that works the way they want it to work before mm-hmm. the panel starts.
0: Got it. So, um, with Doug Chang, the one that you think you're uh, you're possibly the most excited for, he's only doing a presentation though. You're not getting to interview or ask questions or anything like that.
1: Yeah, he has like kind of a a presentation, like kind of like a keynote style speech, which I'm okay with too, because then I just get to sit there and like drool over his artwork. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll do like an audience Q and A at the end. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, that's awesome. And have you been in touch with the other um, stage hosts and and finding out you know what they're doing, or are you on you know conference calls about this stuff? Like how you know how does the the planning of this work?
1: Um, there's not really any other coordination with stage hosts. Uh, I talk to David Collins because he's a friend, so there and he you know lives very close to me. So we've had a few conversations where I'll text him and I'll be like, "What do you do about this?" or mm-hmm. "What are what are your thoughts about this?" And then we just get on the phone and talk. But uh, yeah, I don't have Warwick Davis's email address. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not yet, it at will, least.
1: Not yet. It will be cool if they follow past tradition. For the closing ceremonies, what they've done in the past is had, you know, they have all the, the stage hosts come to the main stage to kind of talk highlights of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So as long as that happens, you know, I'll get to be on stage with David, who's a friend, and Warwick Davis, who is, you know, Warwick Davis. And that's right. good. I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to that, too. Mm-hmm.
0: That is going to be awesome. And then you're not actually done then in, in England then. You're going to stay for a while, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I decided since I'm going over, and I decided this even before I realized I would be hosting, uh, that I would spend some time there because I haven't really, aside from a couple of very short work trips, I haven't spent time in Europe. So I'm going you know, chill for, like, the evening after celebration, and then I'm going to Paris for the next few days because I want to go to Disneyland Paris ah, for a day of that. Nice. Yeah, and then I'll come back to London for a little bit, and then I'll go to Edinburgh, and then I'll come back to London to fly home. Oh, that sounds like a fantastic trip. So, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And this weekend, also on my list, is to kind of finish some of the, like, you know like decide whether i want to take the five hour train ride to edinburgh or book a flight which is roughly the same price but not as you know you're not going through the beautiful countryside so i'm kind of figuring out that stuff this weekend mm-hmm.
0: i gotcha yeah we had a similar decision to make between going from uh, dublin to london that we're doing on the 13th and we could have taken a ferry across to um to London and then we would have been on a train for something like eight hours I think. Some very long time. Or we could hop on a Ryanair jet and make it in, you know, an hour and change or something like that. And ultimately we just went and paid the extra ninety euro for the for the plane flight.
1: Well yeah, to have that much more of your time freed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost not even a question. That's a long
0: that's a long time. Five hours, long- I can see it being, like, right on the border because, I mean, that's, you know, that's like driving to Las Vegas, you know, or um, from Los Angeles. That's not that, you know, too much of a time. You can kind of stand it, basically.
1: Exactly. So that's why it's a little more of a, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. So I have to think about that stuff.
0: Did you have your your tickets and or your media pass for Celebration before they invited you to host the stage?
1: I had my media, or, yeah, I had my media pass mm-hmm. set up um like long before because I submitted that application the first day I could.
0: Right. Mhm.
1: But yeah, turns out not so necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but I was prepared.
0: Gotcha. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about celebration and your role in it. I like I said before, I'm just so excited for you and and really excited that Lucasfilm finally is is putting a woman on the stage and you know, I look forward to um, the time, I think I even said this to you earlier, when this is not remarkable anymore, when it's just, you know, women are on stage, yeah, and it's just a given, oh, you know, it's Amy Ratcliffe, it's not the first woman to be hosting a Star Wars stage, and, you know, not to not to leave out other <laughs> other genders, or, um, or nationalities, or anything like that, I think Leia identified four genders in Bloodline, so, um, <laughs> in case there are a few others running around that we don't know about yet, but um, I'm wicked excited for you and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm probably going to be in your room probably more often than not based on everything you've got going on there.
1: Well, awesome. Well, I will, I would love that. I'd love to see familiar faces in the audience. I I kind of do actually hope I, that the lighting situation is such that I will see familiar faces. It was that way in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll, I think it'll all be good, but I'm, I'm really excited about it and feel really happy that they knocked on my door
0: (laughs) so for everybody listening who wants to follow along with your journey on uh, social media prior to and during the event where should they be tuning into you
1: they can find me on twitter instagram and snapchat if you use that at amy underscore geek and i will be using all three services wi-fi and data plan permitting
0: (laughs) Um, Thank you again so much for your time. It's been a pleasure as always, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at Celebration Europe in just a couple short weeks.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me back on.
0: Hey, Rebel Rouser And there you go. That's my conversation with Amy Ratcliffe about Celebration Europe and hosting the the behind-the-scenes stage there. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.